Hey podcast, James here again. Um, so hopefully you tuned into our last episode, which was me talking about the future of guitar music. I've literally just had a thought come to my head, and so I am vain enough to think I can speak straight into a microphone about that thought and something good might come out. So here we go, join me on this experiment here. But I've been thinking about recording. So recording back in the 20th century was quite a groundbreaking invention. It means for the first time, be it via wax cylinder, magnetic tape or whatever becomes you know vinyl that people listen to in their homes, you now have a performance of music that you don't have to be there with the artist to hear. They can perform it once and then this can be replicated. Multiple copies can be distributed out to people and they can be heard independent of the time when the original performance happened. So this is an amazing invention and this is what led to, particularly when recording got to that interesting advanced stage in the 1960s um, where technology was still pretty basic and limited but on the cusp of being developed into something more uh, complicated with multi-tracking etc um, is where you get all this outpouring of creativity into this new medium um, and have what we still define as some of the best music, some of the best albums, the like masterpieces of that format um, and it made me think about how we treat recording today so for those of you who aren't kind of aware of the history recordings changed dramatically since the kind of early 2000s so still in quite recent memory we have computers now which um, compared to older forms of recording which used to be done on magnetic tape and the end format be a vinyl record you've broken down a lot of the limitations and a lot of expense that come with recording. So you can now record unlimited tracks on your computer. Um, you can manipulate sounds at the touch of a button. Absolute infinite possibility for different sounds you can create. You can layer, one person can now layer themselves again and again and again to create any masterpiece, any sort of piece of music that they want. Um, it can be Lot, you know, a piece of uh, magnetic tape, for instance, a reel of tape lasts about half an hour. A vinyl record lasts about 40 minutes, depending on what quality you want the music to come out as it varies. But um, it's not a coincidence that a lot of songs and albums are three minutes for a single and half an hour, 40 minutes for a, an album. Um, so it's interesting that we are keeping to that format now, even though we have this unbridled limitation Wait, is, is unbridled the right word I'm going to look up unbridled is that the right word unbridled uncontrolled unconstrained yes it is the right word so we have this unconstrained limitation now of recording digitally and some be you know we've had other genres emerge out of it out of you know the, the way that hip hop artists and pop artists create now is very different um, they can work remotely and create with people all over the world. They create sounds within the computer that have never existed in the real world and kind of come into being. And how how cool is that way of creating? And I'm certainly not saying people haven't experimented with the format. Um, so the one that jumps instantly to mind is Kanye West's sort of group of albums that he did as collaborations, and each was 20 minutes, yet yeah, he still called it an album. Um, this was, for some reason, seen as <laughs> strikingly innovative and... Um, I like that he's played with the the naming of the format, but the, the it's not wildly different still, I suppose. But uh, you know, there is 
some examples, and that's just one that comes to my head, of innovation in this sort of area. So my point is, when recording was first invented, it had a lot of inherent limitations. That affected the music and how we've got used to, as a society, as a culture, receiving music in the form of albums, in the form of sing uh, singles, of a certain length to be palatable, um, although that has been... Some people have pushed the boundaries of that, like Queen, like uh, American Pie by Don McLean, you know, long songs, Bob Dylan. So even back in the day, people pushed the boundaries of how long a song could be, I suppose. But you take, you know, you take the medium length of a song, it's, it's three minutes. Um, and that is determined by a physical format that we, we don't use or don't have to use in releasing music these days. The other thing is that recording used to be incredibly expensive. It, you know, one of the big reasons that you needed a record label back in that day is the cost to go into a recording studio and the cost per day or per hour is astronomical, let's say. It's it's just beyond the reach of a, a normal person unless you saved up and, you know, threw a load of money at it. But it's not something you can go and do all the time. Um, and releasing records is also very expensive. You have to justify all the sending you know the master off to a pressing plant and pressing all these plastic discs of your recording uh, if you want people to hear it so they need to buy it so you know every time you release something it is this big marketing campaign so all this means you know the gatekeepers the cost of the studio it it limits the output of albums someone has to market it someone has to sell it someone has to pay for it you can't record all the time basically this has evolved over um, over the years to the point where we're at now in 2020 where everyone can record all the time pretty much you can record almost for free on a laptop and make I mean look at Billie Eilish look at a, a song that or an album that is like one of the biggest in the world right now and the basic tracks for it were recorded in her bedroom with a laptop that is inaccessible to you know huge proportion of the world now compared to uh, back in the day. So my point is we now have the ability to make to record all the time and to release that in any format that we want. I suppose maybe the only limitation is the linear movement of time, but let's not get too philosophical about it. But I was thinking in particular about my one first thing that came out of it is why do we only produce one studio recording of a song? I know why we used to do that, because it was expensive, so you had to, you were recording a performance of that song, and that kind of became the one that you distributed out, you were trying to sell that recording of that performance to people. Um, in, you know, in the early 60s, if you think of like the Stones playing Satisfaction, they, they're close enough recording them performing that in a studio like a live show, and distributing that out, and so even earlier, you'll probably find that a lot of recording is recording of live orchestras, shows and stuff. Um, and only when multi-tracking came in did people do more of these studio albums that were more difficult to perform. But I just wonder why, given recording's cheaper now, you don't record and release a song at every stage in its evolution. Because we're still working to this precedent that the studio version is the height of the the height of the song and, and you will get all your promotion behind 
kind of one studio version of the song. But you're not, I mean, many people do still sell vinyl, but you're not selling vinyl. You're not selling a physical product with that song anymore. You're actually probably closer to selling the sto- the, the evolution of the song. Having all that documented and recorded is actually probably more interesting than going, look, I made a perfect one version of this song. So I look at Spotify and we're still, you could treat it as a record collection. It looks like a record collection. It acts a bit like a record collection, apart from it's an infinite level of records. You have the definitive versions of those songs. And I could just be off on one here and there'd be perfectly good reason not to challenge this, but I look at recordings that we've done ourselves for free because we've recorded ourselves with our own equipment. So we could do we could record the same song twenty times if we wanted. But we don't, I think, just because of convention. But, you know, what we, in, our, in the format that our band's in now, we do a lot of jamming. The songs from when we first write them are often quite different to how we play them later on. We don't really see that there is a definitive one version of that song. Um, we don't go into a live performance going, we're going to play exactly like we did this time or exactly like we did when we recorded it on my laptop the other day. So, you know, when people see a video of us on Facebook or, um, you know, hear hear us play live or something like that, they, they hear one of our songs and then they go to Spotify to hear the definitive version. Just made me think, why... One, why don't we re-record it if we can play it better? Because there's songs on here that we recorded when we first wrote them, basically, a year or two ago. Um, and we've played them pretty much constantly since then. And they've evolved and they're actually better the way we play them now than they are on the sort of album version yet we're still directing people to the album version why is there not 10 different versions why can we not update it like software is updated these days oh but by the way here's the new version of that song i've improved it i've changed a line um i've added something i've added a verse i don't know i don't know why we don't look for ways to embrace the abundance of recording Maybe the format, if we just threw out the single album related to physical format, just all that construct of the 21st or 20th century and looked how we are now in in 2020, going, okay, we can record unlimited times. Scarcity is not the problem anymore. Abundance is our problem. What is the way to release and organise music in a world of abundance? Why... When you're on Spotify, do you just get one version of the of the song? Why do you have to go via album to find Level Up? Or I'm, I mean, I'm naming our own songs as if you're going to know what they are. But <laughs> um, you know, why why do I have to go on to in in the modern day? Why do I have to go onto an album to find a song? I know what song I want to listen to. Why can I not click on say our song Square One and see multiple versions of that song? I'm looking for that song. Why can't I, can I see the evolution from the demo through to the live version, two to the acoustic version, and have that somehow displayed in front of me? If I even, And maybe even with historical stuff. I suppose historical, you know, it was released as an album. It, it was in that physical format, but we don't have that limitation now. So I think some really interesting artistic things could be done if we, if we went, you know what, if we play the song better now than we did when we recorded it a year ago, let's re-record it. It doesn't take us that much effort. 
and let's release it in that way. But in order to do that, I think, it's my second point, is there a way to deliver people music, deliver people's songs in a, in a way that isn't constrained by albums and singles? Is there a way that you could... It could even be randomised that you, you play a version of the song and you, you, you know, you choose to play square one and you don't know what you're going to get. You, you get served a live version and you go, oh, no, I want the acoustic version or I want this. And you have a hundred versions that that artist has made. You even, you have, like, the story of the evolution. You can kind of scroll along where the song is at as it, as it becomes this kind of living, breathing, evolving thing rather than we only had enough money to buy one well-made performance. So here is that performance five years ago. I don't know. I could be right. I could be wrong. I'd be really interested to hear anyone's thoughts. So, you know, drop us a line on our Facebook or Instagram or socials or, or our email, james at toucanecho.com. I hope you've enjoyed this rant. There will be more to come. I'm going to call it part one in case there's more parts, <laughs> but there may not be. I'll just leave it as an open-ended <laughs> cliffhanger as whether I'll get another one of these rants. Anyway, Cheers for listening to the podcast. Oh my god, you've listened all the way to the end. Awesome. Please, get in touch. Let me know your thoughts, because I may have just be off on one. Right, I'll stop now. I'll stop.